hands for Jesus one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to get into the Word of God right now. And uh, I counted a privilege, although I've been preaching everywhere else. I hadn't preached in my home church in two weeks. And had a chance to. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, I'm counting that a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the Holy Ghost always does a better job than I do anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, appreciate everybody that's here uh, today. I, I do, as I look around, I do uh, miss some. We miss some. And some of have let me know some of us, uh, I think, having to work today and, and various things is going on like like that, And but we're glad you're here and appreciate the visitors that are here uh, today. Um, I stand before you today and I have a, have a word and a message that uh, I feel very strong in my spirit that God has given to me, especially for somebody here today. Um, I like it. When God deals with me like this, that I know that um, that He wants to speak to somebody, and um, I, I believe that I have this. Amen. Today, we're going to be going in the Old Testament, Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verses eight through twelve, uh, for our scripture reference today. Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verses eight through twelve. Praise God. This is how it reads. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. The Tecmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adeno the Iznite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Think about that. After him was Eleazar, the son of of Dodo, the Ahite, one of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand, listen to this, look at this. He smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand claved unto the sword. By the time he got fighting, now I, the way I read this, he had to take he had to take another uh, his other hand and he, he had to pry his hand loose from that sword. That speaks about intensity in the battle. Mm. Hallelujah! My Lord, Hallelujah! Amen. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to spoil. After him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Haarite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. Verse 12, But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. The verse that I'm going to focus on for this evening is that 12th verse. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. 
and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. By God's help and grace, I want to speak to you this afternoon on a subject titled, Standing Your Ground Against the Adversary. Standing Your Ground Against the Adversary. Mighty God, as we humble ourselves before you today, we ask you right now, Lord, to let your anointing come down upon us to allow us to speak the word to somebody that you intend to hear this here today. Anoint us, God, give us what we need. In the mighty, blessed name of Jesus, let everybody say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The text said, He stood in the midst of the ground and defended it. Everybody else run, run away. He was left all alone. Everybody else got out of Dodge. But he stood in the midst of the ground. There was something there that he knew that was valuable, not only to him, but to people. It was those lentils might not sound very appetizing to you, but that was their livelihood. If the Philistines was allowed to come in and devour those fields of lentils, Somebody was going to go hungry. And so when everybody else decided to cut a trail, Shammah, the Agai, um, he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. Now, David was attributed many military victories during his reign as king of Israel. And just bear with me just momentarily while I lay a foundation here. Now, if you remember, it was said by the people that King Saul killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Matter of fact, when they came back and, and Saul heard, heard the people crying out that, that Saul had killed his thousands and David his ten thousands, that's when he began to get jealous. The Bible said that he watched David from that day forward. He said, well, the people are only giving me credit for a thousand, and they credited him for ten thousands. He didn't appreciate that very much. David was a great man of war, and he did have great military victories. But it would benefit us to understand that God had linked David with other mighty men who fought with him and for him, and it was their bravery and their skill in battle that helped David rule supreme. I hope you take, took the time to notice these different men who I was calling out their hard-to-pronounce names for us and about what they did. This one man uh, taking care of 800 Amen. Uh, at one time uh, with the spear. And this other guy that fought so hard in battle that his, that his hand claved to the sword, it was literally welded to it. Yes, David ruled supreme, but, we, but it's because he had some other people standing with him in battle. Hallelujah. How many understand that we need one another here if we're going to win the victory? Hallelujah. I cannot lead you all the way by myself where God wants this church to go. I've got to have other men. I've got to have other women willing to stand together. Yes. 
Hallelujah. David would have never accomplished what he accomplished if it wasn't for these other people that God had linked with him. Now, David got most of the credit, but sometimes David was at home taking it easy when these other people were fighting about it. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Hallelujah. Thank God for people who will stand with you. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad to know that I got some prayer partners that I can count on if I if I say, Hey, I need some prayer. What about you? Hallelujah. Because there there have been some times that I have not been able to pray for myself. There have been some situations that I've been thrown into, amen, that man I there been and, and I'm being honest with you, there were some times that man through you know, through illness and going through uh, and through pain and everything, that I, mean, that I couldn't get out of prayer myself. It's in those times that we depend on somebody else. Hallelujah! And thank God for these people. One of these great warriors which led David to victory was Shammah, uh, the son of Agi. His courage to take a stand. When all the other people had fled, speaks to us of the determination needed when refusion to allow the adversary to come in and devour your livelihoods, your family, and your way of life. Hallelujah. Glory. Think about that. Determination needed when refusing to allow the adversary to come in and devour your livelihood, your family, and your way of life. Look at somebody around next to you and say, tell them, say, take a stand. Look at somebody else, tell them, say, take a stand. Church, it's time that we have men and women in this day and hour willing to take a stand when everybody else is cutting the trail. Thank God there's still some people in the church willing to take a stand. Everybody in this assembly here today has an adversary. Amen. We, we heard a good one at the men's conference about that adversary. Hallelujah. How that old lion will sneak through the camp in the middle of the night and reach in there and grab the one slipping closest to the door and yank them out. Any men remember that message? Man, that was powerful. I want you to know everybody in here we all have an adversary. Amen. Everybody in here has an opponent, an enemy, an antagonist, if you please. And that adversary is not the fellow worker who is stepping on you to get to the top. Watch it now. Sometimes we think our adversary is our fellow worker who's always uh, trying to make us look bad so they can look good so they can get ahead in the company. But I want you to know your adversary is not that fellow worker who's stepping on you to get to the top. Neither is it your next door neighbor who keeps infringing upon your property rights. Hallelujah. It's not your adversary. That next door neighbor's always throwing trash over in your yard when he drives by. Or, or, or doing this or doing that. And man, you say, man, I've got an adversary. He's not your adversary. It's not even, <laughs> glory to God. 
And I want you to know, I'll say this clearly, your adversary is not even your mother-in-law coming for a visit but staying six months. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I might be rough sometimes, but she's not your adversary. Glory. Your adversary is the devil. Look at somebody say, it's the devil. And he is going to work through anyone and anything he can just to get to you. Hallelujah. He'll work through anything he can do, any kind of way, by any means, to get to you. I've heard people say, you know, the devil's after my money. Well, I'm going to tell you something. He, he, don't, he don't care about your money. Somebody say he's after my health. He don't, he don't care for your health. He's after you. And when I say you, I'm talking about your soul. If it takes him devouring your finances, your health, and everything else to get to your soul, he'll do it. Hallelujah. Your adversary is the devil. What you need to do today is to leave this place with an unfaltering determination, just like Shammah did, that you are going to stand your ground and not give an inch to the adversary of your soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That needs to be some women here today. That needs to be some men today. Amen. Saying, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Glory to God. And I'm not going to move another inch. I ain't backing up no more. Hallelujah. I'm standing my ground. I don't care who else cuts and runs. Glory to God. I'm standing with what the devil is trying to destroy from me. Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of you, all you've been doing has been backing up. Every time a controversy comes around, you back up. I told you, I knew God had... I'm not preaching a sermon. I'm giving a word today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've backed up and you've backed up and you've backed up. But you, God, is, God sent me here to tell somebody today that you need to be like Shammah and you're going to say, Hallelujah, I'm going to stand in the middle of this field and I ain't going to give an inch. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand here under hell freezing over, but I'm not backing up no more. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand my ground against the adversary against me. Woo. Leave here with that determination. Somebody says, well, that's easier said than done, preacher. Well, if you can listen to me just a little bit longer, I'll tell you how to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some things we need to understand. And the first thing we need to understand is, number one, that you will always have opposition. I'm going to preach this message in two parts, I'm going to talk about what you will, and then I'm going to talk about what God will. I'm going to talk about you will, and then I'm going to talk about what God will. The first one, you will always have opposition. As long as you're in this life, until you get to glory, somebody's going to be fighting you. Brother Dallas, somebody's going to be coming against you. 
Hallelujah. Something's going to be going on to try to slow you down and to hinder your progress. You've made up a mind that you want to get closer to God and you want to feel more of that power. You come to the house of God and, man, you just get saturated. Amen. You get drunk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And before you get out of the parking lot, the devil will call you on the telephone and get you all upset. Hello, somebody. If we're going to stop simply because of opposition, then we, we just well to admit we're, we're defeated because you're always going to have opposition. I don't care how good a Sunday service we have, you're going to have some opposition this week. You're going to have an adversary come against you this week. I don't care what kind of service we have today. First Peter chapter 4 and verses 12 through 14, he said, Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. What did he say do? But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when he, get this now, watch this, when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. And there on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he's glorified. Come on, Hulk Hogan. I'm feeling it now. Glory. Hallelujah. I wish. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you just like to body slam that old devil. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Hallelujah. How many times do we moan and cry? (laughs) How many times do we moan and cry saying things like, I don't know why this is happening to me. I guess I'm the only one who's ever asked that question. But I tell you right up, right up front and quick, I've asked it. Why is this happening to me, God? Why is this happening? I moaned and I cried it out loud in the wee hours of the morning. I've not been up all night when the sleep would go from me because of the oppressions and because of the adversary and the things coming against me in my life, my family, my ministry. And I would get up and put my clothes on and begin to walk. Hallelujah, behind the house, Lord, why is this happening to me? Or sometimes... When Satan really pulls our chain, that's when we start, what's the use? Why try anyway? I've been there. I've done that. I wish I could stand here and tell you, you got a super Christian pastor. They never did this, but I've been there. Because guess what? I'm human like you are. Hallelujah. What's the use anyway? God, why am I even trying to call myself a preacher and preach and the change of the people's life when I've got a son out and seeing that I can't even have an effect upon him? What's the use? (laughs) 
preaching to you from my heart today, church. This ain't no showmanship thing here. Hallelujah. I don't care what you see on TV. This is not a showmanship thing. I'm crying out to you. I've been there. I know what you experienced. Whoever God is talking to today. And we make those statements and we ask those questions. But because I've been there and I've experienced those things, I can tell you why, mister, or I can tell you why, sister, that you are going through things, why this is happening and why that is happening. I'm going to tell you why. And listen close. If Satan didn't see the potential in you for God to use your life in a mighty way against his kingdom, he would take the time, he would not take the time to mess with you. He would leave you alone and go mess with somebody else. Oh, you don't understand that. understand in your deepest hours when you're struggling and you're fighting the hardest. And you've got your hand on the sword and it's cleaving and you can't even get it free because of the intensity of the battle. It ain't because God is trying to punish you. It ain't because God don't love you. Hallelujah. But you're going through that because the devil sees the potential that is in you. That if he don't take you out, if he don't stop you now, he knows you're going to stop him later. Let me give you some scenarios here. There's a sister in the church. There's a powerhouse for God. Got a calling. Got a note in her life to sing and to bless people through the anointing. Satan sees the potential in her life. He sees further down the road than she sees. He sees and he thinks if I allow her to keep going on and if I can't take her out and stop her, what she's done to me in the past is not... It's not a drop in the bucket compared to what she's going to be able to do to me in the future. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do something. And so she gets maybe in an accident, say, and she's going through a lot of pain. So the doctor starts giving her all kinds of pain medication. Hallelujah. Morphine. Then maybe morphine to oxycodone or whatever. And it's not because that she has taken stuff to get high, but she, she just can't get free of the pain. Oh, man, it hurts. It hurts. Satan looks at that, and he sees, now's my opportunity. 
And then something that begins innocently, he gets her hooked on him. And where the, 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 the physical part is, is over with, but now Satan's got her hooked, amen, on those things. And it goes on from pain medication to crack, amen, cocaine. And this and that, hallelujah. The first one thing you know, the devil's got her messed up, hallelujah. He has taken her out before she could take him out. There's a brother in the church. Got anointing on his life. God's calling him to the ministry. Oh, man. The anointing's strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Satan looks. He gets shaken when he sees how things begin to move every time he begins to testify or speak. Satan sees the potential there. Hallelujah. So he begins to attack. He says, I know. He'll try this. And we're just working some scenarios here. There's there's an older preacher. We're gonna we're gonna say you're an older preacher here. And uh, you uh although you hide it well, you just like what I talked about. Saul and David, how the people said Saul was killed to thousands and David's ten thousands. This older preacher's become like Saul. He noticed how that the church really gets moved and excited every time this younger guy begins to preach. Oh God. Souls are being blessed. People are coming to God. The devil says, Uh huh. He noticed. Let me tell you something. Anytime we got a seed of anything wrong there within us, the devil can realize that it's there, and he can if it's just if it's just a seed, even if it's never manifest. You know what the devil do? He'll pour water on it. Come on, come on. There's a seed of jealousy right there. Come on, let me put some fertilizer, man. Hey, man, I can man if I can get this thing to spring up in this older preacher. First thing you know, it's unsprouted up. And then, he don't know it, but under the devil's influence through jealousy, he begins to do things to hurt me in my ministry. I become aggravated, agitated, and angry. And then the devil don't stop it there. He'll start putting in some beautiful young lady's mind to start flirting a little bit with that young preacher. And first thing you know, before his ministry can come to fruition, the devil's done took him out. Why? Not a personal thing. He just sees the potential. Every Child of God in this house, it's Holy Ghost filled. You've got a potential latent inside of you that you ain't never come to imagine yet. There's some potential here. As long as you've been serving God, Brother Bobby, there's still some things down deep inside of you that you've never been able, or you don't even know that's there. You can't work on them because you don't know they're there yet. But I guarantee you one thing the devil knows they're there, he sees the potential. 
So he pours on the pain. He pours on the heartache. He pours on the trouble. He sees the potential in our hearts. And he's got the desire, sis. He wants to take us out because he knows if we don't take him out, we're going to take him out. Glory to God. Man, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this strongly. Oh, God, I tell you. Oh, God. But church, we got to stand our ground. we got to stand our ground. Hallelujah. we got to make a determination, amen, that we're not going to give up, amen, what God has blessed us with. Hallelujah. We're not going to move. We're not going to back up. We're going to hold on. Hallelujah. He attacks you because he fears you. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil fears you. Now, some of us have never let that thought cross our mind. We don't realize it. But if you're a child of God and you've got a touch of the Holy Ghost in you, if even it's only just a touch, I'm here to tell you, He fears you. He fears you. Satan fears you. Because he knows the damage that you can do him and his kingdom. So if he can get you tied up in all kind of habits and vices and other things, if he can catch you up at night alone in the house with everybody sleeping because you can't sleep and you decide to get on the computer, hallelujah, he'll cause something to pop up on that screen that you wasn't intended. You'll, you'll click on one thing and something else will come up on there. And about that time, whammo, he's done got you uh, uh, wrapped up and tied up in pornography. Why? Because he knows if he can get every believer Holy Ghost filled, if he can get them wrapped up in something that they can't shake loose, they become useless for the kingdom of God. He takes them out, takes them down. It's over with. They got the three count. One, two, three, you're out. He fears you. He wants to take you out before you realize the ability that you got within you and then take him out. Mm. Don't think it strange or weird. Don't even think it unfair because sometimes we say this is unfair what I'm happening, what's happened to me. Don't think it strange, don't think it weird, don't think it unfair because of all the trials coming your way. Rejoice. Because His glory will soon be revealed through you. You remember the Scripture? He said, Rejoice. He said, For when His glory shall be revealed, how do you think His glory is going to be revealed? The only way that the glory of God can be revealed is through you and through me. See, don't think it's strange, weird, or unfair because of what you're going through. Stand your ground. Stand alone if you have to stand alone. There have been times I've had to stand alone. Hallelujah. It's not easy. Don't feel good. But sometimes you've got to take a stand. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to take a stand. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. Apostle Paul said, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. 
Listen to me close. This is what I'm fixing. What I'm fixing to tell you right now. Paul said, "A great door has been opened for me. God's opened up a great door, a great opportunity for me, for the kingdom of God." He said, "And there are many adversaries. Remember this. Don't ever forget this. Inscribe this on the on the forefront of your mind." The greater the call or anointing or ability that God has on your life, the greater the opposition you're going to face. Did you hear what I said? Paul says a great door has been opened to me, but there are many adversaries. Your adversaries and how hard you're going to have to fight and struggle is going to be gauged by how great your call is. So, are you want some of this? Are you want some of this anointing? Are you want to be used by God? You want to hallow? The greater the anointing, the greater the call upon your life. The greater is going to be your adversaries. You've got to get that into your mind. Get that into your thinking. The devil just simply ain't going to sit on the sidelines and let you do whatever God calls you to do. He's going to fight you tooth and nail. Amen. Hallelujah. The greater the call, the greater the anointing. Amen. The greater the opposition you're going to face. You will be attacked from many directions. And Satan will use many weapons against you because he fears you. And what he knows, you can... mm, He fears you and what he knows you can accomplish for God. Now that's what you will. You will always have opposition. Now let's quickly move on to the the second part about God will. Number two, and I'm moving as fast as I can. God will bring the victory. You will face the opposition but God will bring the victory. <laughs> Glory. That puts us on shouting ground now. That changes things around. Yes, I'm going to have problems. Yes, I'm going to have struggles. I'm going to fight. I'm going to, I'm going to go through all this kind of stuff. I will do these things, but there's also something God will do. Some, sometimes, church, I look at myself and the circumstances pressing against me, and I say, God, I just can't do this. Hallelujah. You ever been there? You ever shook your head or put 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 your head down in your uh, in your hands and say, God, I just can't do this. I can't handle this. I feel so overwhelmed. What can I do, Lord? And that's when God says, I've been waiting for you to admit that you can't handle it. You see, we cause ourselves a lot of undue stress when we try to handle things our way. We try to fight the battle. Now, I'm fixing to tell you something. I told you 
that I'd get to telling you how to do what I'm preaching about, and, and we're getting to that point right now. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just got to give up and let Jesus take over. Give up and let Jesus take over. Give up and let Jesus take over. And He will make a way for you. Glory! God, I can't do this. He said, it's taking you a long time to figure that out, son. Hallelujah. Now step aside. Hallelujah. Glory! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All God is asking you to do is to stand. If you will stand, God says, I'll bring the victory. Just stand. Look at your neighbor and say, just stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at somebody and say, just stand. That's all God's asking us to do is to stand. God says, if you stand, I'll do the victory. What did I read? Hallelujah. Hmm. My, 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 my. Ephesians 6, 13 through 16. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, you've done everything you can do to stand. <laughs> having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take of the shield of faith for which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Remember the scripture? Remember, remember what happened with Shammah who, who stood, took the stand in the middle of the lentil field? Let's go back and read that. 2 Samuel 23 and 12 again. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and Shammah wrought the great victory. Who wrought the victory? What was Shammah doing? He was taking a stand. He done drawed a line in the in the middle of that lunar field. He said, I'm standing here. Everybody else has done cut and run. I'm standing here. Guess what? While he took the stand, God wrought the victory. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's how you can do it. That's how you can overcome this thing. That's how you can get the victory. Hallelujah. God says, I'm just asking somebody willing to stand. Lord, and God, when all hell breaks loose against you, hallelujah, and you're being attacked from every side, just stand. Just stand. Don't back up. Just stand. I'll give the victory. You ain't never won a victory and never will won a victory. God wins the victories. Hallelujah. Shama, and I'm winding up. Was y'all able to get what I asked you for, Brother Joseph? All right. Okay. Shama stood in the middle of the lentil field to defend it, but notice it was not the man standing who wrought the victory. It was the Lord. Hallelujah. 
If you stand, you will win. If you stand, you will win. John chapter 10, verse 10, my last scripture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. The thief. Who's the thief? He's the adversary. He's the opponent. And he's got three things he's come to do. Steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to give you my declaration today, church, in closing. This afternoon, I declare unto you that I will stand against the adversaries who would come in and steal my joy, my peace of mind, and my commitment to the Lord, the church, and His Word. I've got adversaries out there. I've got the thief that wants to come and steal. The thief cometh not but first to steal. I've got adversaries coming to me wanting to steal my joy. They're wanting to steal my peace of mind. They're wanting to steal my commitment to the Lord, to His church, and to His Word. But I declare unto you that I'm going to stand against him who tries to steal my joy, my peace of mind, and my contentment. Commitment, excuse me. Secondly, I will stand against the one who would kill. The adversary of the thief who comes to steal and then to kill. I declare unto you that I will stand against the one who will kill my desire to serve God. You ever wonder what the devil, if you've got a desire to live for God, your adversary is going to do everything to kill that desire. You go through so much junk and then you get, you get hurt by so many people, and sometimes even within your family, that the adversary kills the desire that you once had to live for God. You fought so much opposition in the church, your closest friends, that the devil has killed your desire to live, killed your desire to go to church, killed your desire to live for God. But I'm making a commitment today. I'm making a declaration. I'm going to stand against the enemy who tries to kill my desire to serve God. He tries to kill my desire to live life. Hallelujah. Amen. How do you think? Why do you think so many people commit suicide all the time? Because the enemy comes in and kills their desire to live. Go back to that question I talked about a while ago. What's the use? Why go on? Enemy comes in and kills their desire to live life. And then they'll kill. I come against the enemy who will kill my desire to please Christ. There's some people sitting on church pews today. They still come to church. They're going through the going through the, the motions. But the enemy done killed their desire to be the little pleasing to the God a long time ago. They used to they used to think about every every word they say. Well, this word please God. Every time they would get dressed, they would leave the house. They would think about Amen. How I'm, well, how I'm dressed, please God. Glory to God. Come to church house of God. They'd, they'd wonder, you know, of how I'm worshiping. Will it please God? They don't have a desire to please God no more. They don't care about pleasing God. 
They're going to say, I'm going to, it's my life. I'm going to live it the way I, I, I want to do it. Who cares? Why, why, how, how can somebody who used to live for God, they might still come to church, but how come if they have that attitude? Because the enemy's already come in, and they didn't even know it. He's unkilled their desire to please God. And then I'm going to stand against he that who would destroy. Remember, there's three works of the thief. Steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to I'm going to declare that I'm going to stand against the one who would destroy my hope, my future, and my destiny that Christ has called me to. Hallelujah! I've got hope. Hallelujah! Paul said, "If only in this life you got hope of Christ, you're of all men most miserable." Hallelujah. The most miserable people in the world is people who's lost hope. Amen. Hallelujah. They're the most miserable people because the enemy has destroyed their hope. He's come in and tried to destroy your future. Come in and try to destroy your destiny that Jesus has called you to. But guess what? I'm in the middle of that lentil field. And I'm going to stand, Brother Paul. How long are you going to stand? I'm going to stand that Jesus gives me the victory. <laughs> Glory to God. Lord, I'm standing here. I'm waiting on you. Amen. I'm standing. I'm not going to give an inch. I'm not going to back up. Glory to God. I'm standing. I ain't strong enough. I'm not wise enough. I cannot get the victory. But God, I'm standing. You're going to get me the victory. All God is asking you to do is stand. And He will always bring you the victory in the battle. And now, let's stand. I've asked them to play a song from the Crab family because this song just pick, depicts this message that God has given me to give to somebody today. It talks about the adversary telling you to give up and give in and, and all this. And as they play this, the altars are open. God has given some people a word here today. Why don't you take a stand? And let me tell you how you begin to take a stand. You can't never stand for God until you first kneel before Him. If you want to take a stand against whatever you're battling in your life, in your family, in your ministry, in your calling, whatever it may be, won't you begin by kneeling before Him? Make a commitment to Him. Tell Him. Don't tell me. Tell Him. God, by Your grace, I'm going to stand. I don't care if I'm standing in the middle of the field alone. I'm going to stand. I'm not going to give in. God, admit to Him, Lord, I, I know I've backed up a lot of times. I've fallen. But God, I'm going to stand. And I'm going to trust you to bring me the victory. If you feel like you need to talk to God, if God has talked to you through this message today, the altars are open. Go ahead.
Come on, the Lord has been speaking today. He's been speaking to hearts. I know it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. He don't want people taking a stand, so he'll bring technical difficulties up top. Hallelujah. But we're still going to stand anyway. We don't need music to kneel before him and to stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, this is a time for prayer. This is a time to call out for God. This is a time to get our get our wounds, hallelujah, bandage up. Let God, you got some wounds, you got some bruises. Let God soothe them. Let the bomb of Gilead come be placed upon you right now. Hallelujah. Let God apply the bomb of Gilead upon you right now in the blessed mighty name of Jesus. Glory to his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God right now, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we praise you and we thank you, God. Right now, God, speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Speak to us right now, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise. Let's worship, Lord. Yes, Lord. 